0: I don't hate billionaires. That's, that's all I want to say. Uh, very wise Kieran Singh, is at you. least one of them owns Palantir.
1: Hello, and welcome to One Weird Thought with Kieran and Vijay. Every week we find, finagle, and flow with a different topic. Vijay, uh, how's it going?
0: It's great, Kieran. I'm really looking forward to uh, this week's discussion. For our first-time listeners, Kieran started a tradition two podcasts ago where he dropped in some incredible alliteration using the letter D. And subsequently, you know, we've just reached wuthering heights today by going uh, into the Fs.
1: And I'll tell you, the, the letter F was not easy. D was, D was natural because we discuss and deliberate. But F, my God.
0: It could have been fabulous, fantastic. I mean, these were you yeah, know, easy we F words. Yeah, but
1: we don't anything, right? I needed a verb, dude. I needed a verb to F.
0: Oh, you had it right there. <laughs> we were F <F-ing>
1: with it. <laughs> we we F with the topic. That's
0: true. Okay, well, next week is going to be G. And it might get quite garrulous. I'm not quite sure what that means. But uh, you know, it seems similar to gregarious.
1: To I, are you gregariousing it? Can you can you gregarious something, or can you only well, be might,
0: gregarious? I might be. We might be gregarious next week. Who knows? We I mean, be. you know, it really depends. You know, um, it, it, it does. So this week's topic, Karen.
1: Yeah, well, it was so cool writing about it. Um, it's something that's been on my mind for a while. And it is a new form of revenue generation for the US government that has nothing to do with taxa- taxation, Rijay. Nothing to do with taxation. And it is called the billionaire bowl. Billionaire bowl. The billionaire bowl. And let me let me explain this to you in, in broad strokes. We need better billionaires in this country. We need better quality billionaires. And I think the way we um the way we have to like tease them out is for them to play an extremely high-stakes game of fantasy sport every year, and then we weed out the worst billionaires. And through a process of elimination, we will only be left with strong billionaires.
0: Now, when you say weed out,
1: Kern, what are we doing to these billionaires? I, I don't mean anything uh, in, inhumane, right? I think we, we will reduce them from billionaires to millionaires. There's no need to worry about these people. They will be absolutely fine. They can keep going to the same country club. They can keep hobnobbing with their rich partners. Not everyone that they meet will be billionaires. So they will still be a multi-millionaire at the end of this. Not to worry. They will just not be billionaires.
0: Yeah, but will they be able to hold their heads up anymore, Kieran? That's the question. They might have the money to go to those country clubs. They might. And they to might. attend those events. Maybe not even all those events because they're merely millionaires now. You know, when, they're, when their buddies are, hey, let's get the yachts over to Monaco. You know, they're going to have to show off in like a rented yacht. A rental. Everybody's yes, going to be you know, talking behind the back. I mean, you know,
1: hopefully some of the this isn't a Schitt's Creek type situation, right? It's just they'll be left yeah. with tens of millions, and they'll have to do with that money what they seem what they see fit. Um, will they have a rental yacht? Yes, maybe they have to engage in in some timeshare yachts, sure, they'll have to make cuts somewhere. But I actually think they could probably keep the private jet with the amount of money they have left over. They're just not going to be full-fledged billionaires.
0: It'd be interesting to see, you know, what they could do with $40 million as a head start and see if they could turn that into a billion. Yeah. Again, right? Like-
1: Remember, that's the premise of this whole thing. We want to weed out the bad billionaires that they have no business being billionaires. They're not particularly great. If they can turn 40 million into a billion again, then hey, they're... They're part of that club.
0: It'd be an incredible redemption story. Exactly. Oh my gosh! And this would be like the second time they're coming in to the billionaire ball. Yeah, right? I mean, We're the stories story just write themselves, follow. right, Vijay? They do. Reality TV arose, right? You could see like them getting eliminated in the playoffs. Like you guys didn't make it. Exactly. They have to leave there.
1: I could see spin-off reality TV shows where you follow one of the billi- one of the dethroned billionaires and then you can you watch yeah. their rise to success uh, and navigating social perils i think it's all there
0: i was just say you started to explain the concept and and i interrupted you so do you want to fully flesh out the concept for those who have not read the subset?
1: yeah so in my mind the us has a dearth of strong of good billionaires and by good billionaires i just mean billionaires who who stand for something, who can relentlessly execute and make not just their lives better, but everyone else's lives better. Because here's the thing, billionaires are only worth something to the rest of humanity. And the reason we give them billionaire status uh, in capitalism is because of their ability to make tough decisions, execute relentlessly. I know that's not really the point, uh, but what I will say is that is the promise of capitalism. If we're going to make some people rich, everyone else has to benefit from that. And so, what I say wait, 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 wait. is, so,
0: sorry, is it is that the promise of capitalism? Like, yeah. isn't it? I mean, we're not necessarily making them billionaires. Their investors are making them billionaires, right?
1: Yes, but I think that there's an important quote that is: "Markets were made for men, and not men for markets." And by men, I mean everyone, right? Humans. We have a Faustian bargain with capitalism. We have this bargain which says, hey, we will take this, we will take great inequality in life outcomes, provided capitalism gives us back development, lack of poverty, X, Y, and Z. So we we have made that bargain collectively in civilization. What I think has happened, though, is we've had too much capture of the top wealth for a very non-dynamic set of people. Uh, and while the, the richest people are all kind of first generation, um, I think in the U.S., it's easy to name them. Uh, Musk, Bezos, Bill Gates. These folks have actually like in one generation made billions of dollars, which is awesome. Good for them. Uh, and they've made a lot of people rich in the process. Also great. But to improve the dynamic nature of the economy, I think it actually makes sense to pull down the billionaires at regular intervals. It's awesome to enjoy the billionaire lifestyle for a year or two or five, but I, I say they need to keep proving their worth to society through the Billionaire Bowl. And the Billionaire Bowl is just, like I said, a extreme fantasy league where you basically control a team. You know, every, every year we should change up the sports, but I think initially we should pick the top three most popular sports in the United States. Football, basketball, and baseball and you effectively are the general manager owner of that team and you can hire and develop all the players for that year and draft them sure there's there's an amount of luck that gets fed into this it helps define whether you win or, or lose but there is a there's a healthy amount of luck to become a billionaire in the first place so i feel like you know everyone should be okay with that
0: so Kim, so one clarification um I wanted to make is this is a fantasy league, but for real, right. In the sense that, you know, when you're playing fantasy football, you know, with your buddies, right. You're doing stuff on paper. Yeah. But and no, this, this is, is this, for real. This is for real, right. This These guys, real. they're not just saying, okay, I draft so-and-so it's like you're handing them ownership of a real team. Yeah. And they're going to go through a draft process and pull in players. And, you know, we're going to, they're going to have to make great decisions. Um, and the the impact is for real, for real, right? Whatever team they draft is actually going to come play for them and is going to play real games on their behalf. Exactly. So um, like my sports team, the LA Lakers could end up with Warren Buffett running them and him drafting, hopefully, Steph Curry.
1: Yes. And I haven't worked out the, the details, but in my mind, the Los Angeles Lakers just wouldn't be playing for that year, right? That team would be disbanded. There'd be a whole new draft where Warren yes. Buffett can then draft yes. Anthony Davis off of the L.A.
0: Lakers for his team. Yes. Yeah. He he, he can basically pick and choose just like everybody else. Yeah. And I, I think um, one of the things I, I liked about what you said Was in order to achieve this status, two things had to be true. I think one is they had to be lucky, right? And yet they get to take all the credit for all the lucky breaks they got. And just like in their business world in sports, you need luck, right? Anthony Davis needs to stay healthy, which would be a first, right? And, um, so that that would be their equivalent of, you know, economic conditions, right? Um, and in addition to that, you need to have a really healthy ego. Not healthy let's say unhealthy ego, but a strong belief in yourself <laughs> and you have to believe that you're going to win because you're you, and I believe every one of these participants, unwilling participants but by the way, do you think they're unwilling, or do you think their own ego? Well,
1: that's what I was trying to that's one of the questions that I wanted to make sure we have like a decent answer to, because I want to make this billionaire bull as willingly participatory as possible, right? I want them to want to participate. Mm. Um, I want them to convince their billionaire friends to like also be part of this thing. And to do that, I thought we we need to offer some important care. And the most important one to me is that they leave a lasting legacy on uh, on history. Like all these billionaires, they want to leave a legacy. And what better legacy than to rename the year after the winner of the billionaire bowl for that year?
0: I, I, I think that's absolutely uh, incredible, right? This This idea of Naming a year after them. I do think though, as it, with a 99% failure rate, which is what you're, <laughs> which is what you're proposing, right? Because as I, as I read your proposal, only one of these guys are going to make it out with, <laughs> with their pre-existing assets intact. Everybody else is in a world of hurt. Right. And so I feel like they would want the odds of not losing everything to be tilted a little bit more. In their favor. Yeah, and and maybe we do that. that, Like
1: maybe maybe we increase the odds to ten percent. You've
0: got to find that intersection right between their ego saying I can do anything and the stakes not being quite high enough to where them like, even though I believe I can do this, I'm not gonna risk everything for
1: this. That's the key that's the dial that we need to turn just to make this work. And like I I do wanna be clear before we move forward. I have nothing but admiration for these billionaires, Vijay. I absolutely do. So it's not like I hate billionaires. I just think that they have to prove themselves more than, more than a few times and not just in business. I have nothing but respect for them. I just think that this would cause the economy to be more dynamic. And as most billionaires will claim, the whole point of this whole economic machine is to make life better, right? We, that's, that's the whole point of low taxes. That's the whole point of la- lack of um, social welfare. Um, yeah, I don't hate
0: billionaires. That's that's so, all I want to uh, say.
1: So,
0: <laughs> uh, very wise, Karen thing is at least one of them owns Palantir, right? So, um, and you know,
1: I should have started this episode with that.
0: Yes, uh, what you're doing is giving them an opportunity. Exactly. So I wanted to, right? You're, you're giving them an opportunity to get the recognition that they deserve, and I, I was going to propose minting a coin in their honor as well.
1: Brilliant. Absolutely. Masterstroke. There should be a coin. There should be a lot of pageantry. They should do parades in every major city
0: for the next year. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love it. I love it. And and you know what? I like the idea of doing a denomination of the coin in the year of their birth. So the, you know, if it was me, it'd be the 1,966 cent piece, you know? So, um, (laughs) <laughs> but i i i feel like the pageantry is really important, I and do. the adulation a title you know which i i i think um there might be some constitutional issue with this uh but I suspect there's other issues with this as well um but um a title like some sort of honorific title right uh would be would be really important yeah uh, and uh you want to also change the name billionaire seems like 2020-ish. Like, I, kind of, I feel like we've got to prepare for the future and make it the trillionaire ball. Uh, you want going to be forward-thinking with these things.
1: Yeah, we, we, we um, do have to adapt to the times. I There are no trillionaires today, which gave me pause, but we will definitely have trillionaires in the future and, and uh, maybe at that point we'll need the trillionaire trophy.
0: The trillionaire tro- trophy has a good ring to it. Yeah, Your yeah. illustration game continues to be strong. Um, so one of the questions I had for you was for the losers, however many of them there are. Yeah. What does the transfer of wealth look like from them to us? What shape does that take?
1: Well, once again, Vijay, this, these are details that uh we will need to be, we need to work out. I would assume they've already delegated a lot of their their responsibilities to subordinates by the time that they've reached billionaire status. What proud billionaire is still working on their company full time? You know what I mean? Like at that point in their wealth status, they should not be handling execution day-to-day strategic, day-to-day tactical. And I would argue they shouldn't even be involved strategically in their companies. They should simply be amorphous blobs approving or disapproving at the executive level. And so what we're really talking about here is a change in that strategic level uh, and at the very high level st- strategic level of their company, of their you know conglomerate of companies. And so I really don't think there's a problem. They're,
0: they're no longer ch- chairman of the board. Yeah. They're no longer chairman that, of the my, board. My question was more around, wouldn't it be amazing if, let, let's say the billion, billionaire bowl was uh, like the World Cup, it happened every four years. Right. Okay. And because uh, this is kind of exciting then, right? And uh less disruptive to our economy. Destroying, you know, a multi billion dollar company removing their head every year might be problematic. Might be. Right. Um but um wouldn't it be amazing if in that year, when you do your taxes, everybody gets fifty thousand dollars as yeah. their tax return or something like that. I don't, I don't know what the numbers would look like. Right. Um or Actually, it's not just 50,000. It's not, maybe it's not cash installment, but you've everybody in the country has an E-Trade account and it's got some number of shares. From
1: the, of company in it. of that company, yeah. That I think was, it's more likely yeah, that, that we would, I think we would more likely liquidate those shares in the market and then do the tax rebate thing that you're talking about. Like if it's but, around, and I would think that this whole enterprise.
0: You, you would destroy the value of that company
1: though. No, no, no. I think you're over-indexing on the billionaires with active shares and taking active decisions in a company. Like I said, chairman of the board is yeah. like such a figure. Like there are multiple board members. Here, yeah. Nothing's going to happen to these companies.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about their their godlike status and their their ability to run these organizations because I think to your point, they've already done the hard part by now. Right, they've done the hard the part, part that was very unlikely. Right. So no, it's literally how do I get my piece of whatever I'm going to get at the end of the billionaire bowl? What an incredible party. Right. Can you imagine? Like I watched the Super Bowl this weekend. It was great. Right. I watched the owners of whoever won Kansas City. Um, yes, Kansas City. Right. The owners (laughs) take that trophy. Right. You know, after those guys, the guys spent, you know, an hour and a half banging into each other extremely <laughs> hard. But the owners I, took the trophy. I always you know, love those and trophy ceremonies. Right? And so, yeah. It's so funny. But it's so awkward, right? It's got such a slaveholder so vibe awkward. to it, Right? And so, uh, um, but in this instance, right? And, you know, it's like, wow, I was kind of happy for him in that moment. It was a really fun game. I really enjoyed it. Right? But think about how much more I'd enjoy it is if up on the screen came the... You get a thousand bucks. You get a thousand. Like my goodness, I would enjoy that game so much more. In fact, you could imagine us pulling for the guy who's worth the most to screw this up the most,
1: right? Exactly. You want you you're want,
0: always rooting for the the lower billionaire. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because you 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 want the maximum amount of value created, to you. and you can imagine like the the commentators with their microphones and their blazers on commenting, right? Going, you know, like as we see it, if if so and so comes through. Every single American will get $20,000 next year, right? But, you know, when we look at the head to head matchup between blah, 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 and blah, 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 you know, it looks like Bezos is going to win, which means you're only going to get $10,000, you know? Um, but it'll be so much more exciting for us. It'll be so much better than sport. It's better than sports betting, right? Because the numbers are so much bigger, right? The numbers you are can so imagine, much bigger. Like, who,
1: but who bet on you, we do have to put this in context, though, Vijay. Like, Let's say a single-digit billionaire loses in the billionaire bowl. Yeah, that's about yeah whatever ten, five to ten dollars maximum in everyone's pocket, right? Because you know that's not that's not right. nothing, but that is something.
0: But I got um, ninety-nine. I got ninety-nine billionaires who are going to
1: lose. Yeah, exactly. So ninety-nine billionaires. That's going to mean something, right? and especially some of these bigger billionaires. If you get to the hundred right. billion-dollar status, yeah, that's like a thousand two thousand yeah. dollars per person so we can we can do a lot of damage that hey but i, I want to come back to your earlier point so like why do you think yeah. that that liquidating the assets of certain of 90 99 billionaires every year every two years every four years why would that crash the economy it's in the grand scheme of things it's not a ton of assets but it's not it's not so small that it it's uh immaterial But I I just don't see $1 trillion of economic activity uh, crashing any economy, right? Like that's literally, that's less than the value of even one company in the United States.
0: But when you think about the COVID stimulus, that that was about a trillion bucks, right? Or $1.7 trillion, something like that. Made a massive impact on our economy.
1: Massive positive impact. And that's what that's what this is going to do.
0: But how, how did it manifest itself? It basically caused a bunch of stocks to shoot up in value, albeit temporarily, or at least that was one uh, outcome.
1: I love the COVID stimulus as an example. It it People are saying that it artificially propped up the economy and that we never felt the ramifications of the pandemic. But really what it did was it, it was a wealth transfer in that it, it basically was a flat rebate for everyone, like a lot of people benefited. Uh, a lot of people got unemployment and uh, the economy was fine, right? Like right now, the economy is doing great compared to uh, what it could have been had there been no pandemic stimulus. I, I honestly don't see a, so, a negative so, other than, yeah, I, I just don't, didn't see a negative for the COVID stimulus.
0: So um, would you, it's interesting that you would put it back as cold, hard cash into the hands of the public as opposed to doing some of the hard things that that we've wanted to do, right? Like, like kind of, you know, universal healthcare, for example. You know, maybe massive investments in our education, mm-hmm. programs for the homeless, right? Like, so rather than doing that, you were like, okay, no, I'd rather just give it back directly. What to I'm worried people. about, decide though... decide how they want to spend. Yeah,
1: I I just think, like, increasing the discretionary spending of the federal government may not go our way all the time, right? I think, like, if we said, all right, there's an extra one trillion dollars and Biden, you Mm -hmm. get to spend it. That's one uh, that's one aspect. But then, oh, Trump, you get to do uh, something with it. That's another question entirely. Like I wouldn't want him to just suddenly have a trillion dollars to just finish up that wall, pretty like in two months. Uh, I just think that's uh, an annoying aspect of um, the wealth transfer. I I do think direct wealth transfer Uh, to the citizens is probably the best way for to get this thing implemented. Yeah,
0: I I I think where your perspective has merit is you know as you try and get this legislation passed, Mm -hmm. it has overwhelming. I was going to say bipartisan, but really it's overwhelming populist support, right? In the sense that, and the reason why I didn't say bipartisan was because it's not so much that the leadership from those respective parties would would (laughs) be in support of this. It's, right? In, In fact, they'd be, you know, quite concerned as they thought about their donors disappearing. In fact, actually, you know, one of the side effects of this would be in the run up to this. Yeah. Would be that. You can imagine like, you know, let's say the 2024 election, let's say we get this thing rolling, right? And every major politician is asked to clearly state their position on this. Mm -hmm. And every one of them is obligated to support it because otherwise they're going to lose everybody, right? There's not one person who doesn't want this to happen, right? So they're going to lose everybody, right? Uh, And then as a result of that, all the lobbying money, at least from the billionaire classes disappears. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like the only special interest money left, right, is now money from, you know, um the unions. We right? did we just uh, fix you know, election organizations.
1: I think we fixed election funding. The campaign campaign money reform. We just did
0: it. You know, Kieran, another week another problem solved. Another problem um, solved. I, I I I think we partially solved it, right? In the sense that I think there's a whole class of lobbyists that disappear, which is great, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones who are left, um, would be different kinds of special interests, right? So, um, so you can see again, like the religious lobbyists being there. You can see the unions still being there. Um, I was going to say like the NRA would still be there, but I'm not sure they would because they're propped up by gun manufacturers. And I'm assuming some of those folks are billionaires. Right, so they would not be so keen anymore, but it would have to get past.
1: It would. I think that's the biggest challenge, right? It's also it also potentially hastens our descent into populism, which I think yeah, Plato well, was very clear they, on the fact uh, that democracy is the worst form of government, uh, and yes. populism is the natural state of democracy. But I say let's let's embrace that with open arms.
0: Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that, that, um, at least from, from a kind of awareness perspective, right, that I see is I feel like Republicans are really good at labeling things yeah. in a way that makes them feel unattractive to you, even though they would be in your own interest. So, for example, as soon as they start talking about, well, this is wealth distribution, redistribution, and, you know, is this what America is about, redistributing money? Um, I, I think, you know, you're in for an uphill battle, but I think with some really good quality advertising, right. You yeah. go, listen, vote pro billionaire bowl. You get one of these checks coming to you. If you don't vote for it, you have this lighter, you know, and you go, you know, and you know, this lighter is labeled, you know, anti-billionaire bowl, you know, and it's like, put this lighter down because you want the check. Right. Um, so I think, I think you can frame it in a way where you can... And, you know, maybe it'd be good for the country, too, right? Like to, to rally around something, right? Imagine, like, there are marches in the street, MAGA and Antifa holding hands, right? Um, singing, exactly. we are the
1: world. But that's what I'm thinking. Like, even, the United States needs something to unify, right? And what better way to unify yeah, than yeah, through? The Super Bowl is the biggest event of the year, man. Like, there's nothing like it in the yeah. world. And we should be creating more things like the Super Bowl with even higher stakes. And I, I can't yes. think of a higher staked sporting event than the Billionaire Actually, Bowl. I think it you imagine it's phenomenal TV, this, dude. Phenomenal TV.
0: Yeah. It, oh my gosh. Like, as, as fun as the Super Bowl was this year, I couldn't imagine how I'd feel about it, knowing that my check is either going to be A or B.
1: And then you see, like, uh, the, one, of the, one of the owners was, would just be weeping, right? Just weeping in the corner. Yes, the other one would be oh weeping. My oh, my God, my whole life with, is ruined. With joy. <laughs> the other guy is yeah.
0: Yeah. weeping with joy. Oh, and the thank drama. God. The drama. Yeah. The, oh, <laughs> Actually, my God. You know, it's funny because, like, you'll see the players, like, on the sidelines just crying their eyes out after they've given everything to this thing and now the owner would have like even more emotion tied to it what if he just pulls out a gun and just boom right oh, you know geez.
1: What? i don't think that's gonna happen vj just let's let's tail it back these people will be left with 50 million dollars as we said um there's not
0: karen I mean, gonna... you look at that rationally karen i <laughs> i don't see how they make it through that in one piece like you think it's going to be so damaging
1: to their psyche
0: it would be like, and you think about it, they've gone through, you know, you don't just become one of these billionaires overnight. You've had years and years of everybody turning to you and, you know, asking for your opinion because you're <laughs> so great. And now you're just a loser, right? And you, you can imagine like like You'll a,
1: still be in the 1%. Right? You'll still be in the 1% though.
0: Dude, they, dude, oh my god! A, you come these guys. this is a different ball game. They're not dude, getting be, invited to okay, Davos. Next they will year. be in
1: the one percent. They will still be in the one percent, and they will now be newly famous. They will be like you know those American Idol contestants. So every year, yeah. the person who yeah. won American Idol would become a superstar, but there'd be at least like ten to fifteen other people who would also become superstars. Like these people will leave a greater legacy having gone through the billionaire bowl than had they not done it. That's just, that's just facts, dude.
0: Kieran, I think it's going to take them a while to get over it. Look, they yeah, look I down will. on the 1%, Kieran. <laughs> they look right? down on the 1%. They look down on the 1%. <laughs>
1: that's true.
0: They're like, ew. That's true. You know, and now, right. So I, I, th- <laughs> I think that uh, it's going to take a lot for them to get over it, to bounce back from this one. But I do believe that, you know, uh, when I, especially, you know, I have so much respect for Jeff Bezos. Jeff, you're a great guy. Um, Would never want to work for you again, but my God, what a great brain. One of my favorite Um, billionaires for sure. um, Right? I mean, just, wow, what an incredible mind, right? Um, And I believe somebody like him, if he was motivated, could do it again. And I believe he would be motivated again. It could be just what he was looking for. For all we know, right, here's Jeff my point. is going through his life. Yeah, Let,
1: let's go back. Let's go to Jeff, though. Let's just stay on Jeff. I don't think. I think there's a decent chance he gets voted into the billionaire bowl, but I think he has enough clout and social currency to avoid the billionaire bowl entirely for many years.
0: But you see, but we have a rever- we have a reverse incentive. We want him in there, even though he's good at being a billionaire, because we want his money.
1: F yeah you're you're so right he's, go, he's gonna be there year one
0: year one Just Bezos he's going, he's going every year he's going every year actually <laughs> <laughs> you'll be amazing he's so stressed out every damn year he's gonna go do this and he's like I've won five years in a row five years in a row <laughs> it's, a, it's
1: just a miracle that he's still a billionaire after like the fifth year I, I do think I think if you participate once and you win yeah. you're done. Like, you are yeah. you are crowned effectively an emperor for that year without very many powers, yeah. of course, but you are still, like, yeah. the year of Bezos will be remembered by all uh, if he wins. So yeah. I... But,
0: I, oh, actually, so if he wins five times in a row, do we have, like, kind of five years named after him?
1: That's what I'm saying, BJ. I don't think he has... He doesn't participate after the first year. He wins the first year, he's done. That's it.
0: Oh, he never has to come back again. Okay, that sounds reasonable. Keeps, that's, keeps as well. that's kind. That keeps his wealth. That seems,
1: yeah. I don't think it's that's fair kind. for the American like people to uh, <laughs> pick the keep picking if the on wealthiest it. billionaire. Picking on <laughs> we'll have no super wealthy individuals left.
0: Um, yeah. Actually, one of the things that did strike me was, you know, if you think about the NBA and there's, you know, at least I think there's three. Tech billionaires I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Like Ballmer, Mark, Mark Cuban. Yeah. And then there's that guy who um, I think he owns the Sacramento Kings.
1: Yeah. I don't um, know anyone else. I know um, Oracle Arena, I think, like, I guess, what's the Oracle founder?
0: Right. What's the name? Right. I don't yeah. know. Yes, you're right. Larry Ellison. Larry Ellison. Right, um, but, he own a, maybe he doesn't own a uh, team. Yeah.
1: He just owns the stadium.
0: No. Right, but but even if you look at Cuban and Balmer, they haven't done particularly great. They haven't won anything. Balmer's had the Clippers long enough now, right? Uh, and, His know, record is pretty We're embarrassing. Pretty yeah. Yeah, I, I would say so. Well, but, you know, he came up with a very low bar, right? That that team was a joke, right? And uh, he turned it into less of a joke, right? But um, <laughs> like, you don't look at them as per se now. So that's a success, but it's kind of, you know, like the Windows 8 of, uh, no, that's not true. It's probably more of a Windows 7, solid, boring, middle of the road. Yeah.
1: I mean, and Cuban has done, I thought he, I thought he did well earlier, like during the Dirk days, but then having talked to some Dallas fans recently, they hate him because like he, he effectively wasted prime Dirk, got super lucky one year when they won the championship and has since gotten a prime Luca, And basically all he could come up with nothing. in terms of star power is he's gotten Kyrie Irving, which <clears throat> may not go, which I think is yes. pretty much guaranteed to go poorly. Um,
0: just seems terrible. It's never gone well. It's never gone well. Um, the,
1: and I, I love watching Kyrie. So, the dude has amazing yeah. handles, but he's never yeah. made it. Like, he's never made it oh work God, on he's amazing.
0: So good. He's amazing. He would be a nightmare to work with. Yeah. Um, we've worked with people like that. Amazing handles. Such great <laughs> and, uh, handles.
1: We'll, we'll yeah. absolutely torpedo to the no. team, though. No, you don't want them That's around. right. That's right. No. The fact no. that Mark Cuban doesn't know um, that is just sad.
0: So, so... Uh, Karen, another question I have for you, and I, I wrote this question down because I prepare for these things, Karen. Um, oh, thank you. I wrote this question down, you know, pre- prior to this, right? And I, I kind of feel like I, I think I have an answer for it now, but I want to run it by you, and that is, I'm a Lakers fan, Karen. I, I, I emigrated to the US in the 1980s, 1984, in fact. Went through the heartbreak of watching the Lakers lose to the Celtics a couple of times before they triumphed through the power of Magic Johnson and Kareem, right? Oh, and yeah. so I've been through the highs and the lows. Well, actually it was lows and highs, actually with, with this particular team, right? And I don't know how I'd feel about if, if I was supporting a team that was in its prime, yeah. having it torn to pieces, to be reconstituted in a very que- questionable way.
1: For one year, for $10,000, VJ. I see, and I think that's the thing, right? I think
0: <laughs> I, I think that's the thing. All of a sudden, it changes $10,
1: everything. $10,000? Right? You
0: just have to keep reminding me. You just have to keep reminding me of that check. Like, how much is your fandom really worth to you? Is it worth $10,000? Exactly.
1: Is it worth $10,000 in your bank account? And also, it's being, and your team is being torn apart to make way for the greatest entertainment this world has ever seen. And that is what this is. And I think it's actually embracing American culture at its finest. Like, we're taking entertainment, we're taking populism, we're taking all these perverse but beautiful economic incentives and putting them together into one thing. Let, let me ask you something. After reading it and after talking now, how uh, how likely is this thing <laughs> to succeed?
0: Oh, I think 90%, uh, at least 90% uh, likelihood of succeeding. In the, um, in the next century... I think it just requires some salesmanship, right? It requires a visionary leader. Mm-hmm. You know you know who could sell it is Trump. Oh man. I think Trump, I would love to get Trump like, on Trump board gets with entertainment. This. He yeah. does. Because right, he gets entertainment, right? You know, and you know, this is like uh what was his show? The apprentice. Right? Only the apprentices are now these billionaires who actually have to go run these businesses. Actually it's more like Shark Tank. It's it's a reverse Shark Tank. It's so many
1: things put together. It's gonna be. It'd be so much fun. I I would love to watch something like this.
0: Oh my gosh, Kieran, this is. I I love it. Now, I I had another question for you, and that is, could we do a reverse bowl and have like a hundred average Joes run their country, uh, run their companies while they're out, and then the one who drives that country, uh, that company to its biggest increase in market cap, gets a share of the company.
1: Ooh, now that's the apprentice. That's the apprentice and I think style it, thinking.
0: But what I like about it is I think it proves a point, right, which is they did the hard work getting this company to a certain point, right, and it was that luck married with, like, tremendous skill and decision-making on their part, right? Both things yeah. had to come to fruition. But at this point in these billionaires' lives, these things are kind of relatively steady state, right? They're bumbling along, right? Um And it feels like maybe an average Joe could run this thing now because it's not like average Joe is going to run it in a vacuum, right? Average Joe has his leadership team, right? And, you know, he's going to just ask them for their opinions and roll the dice and and go with it, you know? Um, And I feel like on average, the average Joes wouldn't do any worse uh, than the folks that they're replacing. And it'd be a whole other aspect to the competition, and for these billionaires watching their companies, and you can imagine one of these guys doing better than they were doing and them feeling terrible, not just terrible, but really frustrated because the overall economy is trending up. Yeah, so no matter yeah. what they're doing, right, like, had this guy been there, he would have been just fine as well, right? Um, yeah, and I, I wouldn't even... And, but then it would be a lesson for him too.
1: I don't think I would pick an, an average, Joe. I think I would pick someone from within the company, and they would have had to be, in that, be at the company for greater than a year or something like that. I think that would just make it more. It'd just be Dude, someone you, you who you take and,
0: that month's employee of the month, whoever yeah. it was, gets to be in charge of the whole company. <laughs> right. so, That'd be so good. Or, or you you pick Bertha, who's been at the company for twenty five years, yeah, uh, and all of a sudden because she's been there the longest, she's now in charge. We're going to move her up from, you know, in charge of the cafeteria to uh, the whole,
1: whole damn thing. Well, B- Bertha
0: Bertha might not want to do it, and
1: maybe we don't have to. We shouldn't force people to be in roles they don't want. I I say just pick the next power hungry person in that company. But yeah, I.
0: I no, 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 that's like not exactly. I mean, because I wanted to prove I wanted. You want to prove the point.
1: You want to prove the point.
0: These things. I want to prove yeah, I want to prove the point that these things are kind of somewhat on autopilot and subject yeah. really primarily to the whims of the economy more than anything else. Right? So honestly anybody could run them at this point.
1: That's why I think they should just be run by literal rolls of the dice. Let's just let's do another game show where Oh, oh the it's game. Chat GPT. Bit, yeah, ChatGPT this, or just actually I chat, like your idea better. ChatGPT
0: just runs it.
1: The executive team has to just type in their no. questions that they would ask this person anyway, and they just run it. Yeah. It's
0: all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. So you can have the battle of the AIs. It could be BARD GPT versus Chat GPT.
1: These things are working itself out, Vijay. I don't think we're ever going to be in that happy helper situation as long as we invest in the billionaire bull.
0: You, you know what, Karen? This is quite uplifting. After last week's discussion. Right? I feel like there's reason for there's reason for hope now. This solves this solves the happy helper problem, right? The happy helper dilemma goes away. It doesn't matter that none of us have jobs because the more money these guys make, the more money is coming back to us.
1: Exactly, it all works out in the end. It's gonna be man, fun. as always. This is so fun. I uh, I enjoyed uh, you know great. tearing this idea apart and figuring out how to how to make it work.
0: I think it stood a thorough examination, Karen. I think it's just a matter of us taking it to our leaders yeah. and uh, getting it going.
1: I, I want to end this with a call to action for any of our listeners. If, if you know a billionaire or you have access to a billionaire, I would love an in into that community so that they can start shopping it around. I, think we, I don't think we need an investor, but I think like Vijay like said earlier, we need someone skilled at marketing, potentially Donald Trump to, like, really turn the, turn the yeah. crank on this
0: idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. President, sir, if you're listening, uh, please contact us at at com, um, <laughs> And Kieran and I will put on our, uh, as you can see, I'm wearing MAGA red today. Uh, we'll put on our MAGA hats. I'm sure Kieran's got his with him somewhere. Um, and uh, we will fly over to Mar-a-Lago and we'll actually name this the Trump Billionaire Bowl. I don't know about
1: that, Vijay. That's that's going a little far. I mean, sponsored by Trump (sighs) Industries, maybe.
0: For this one year, though, only?
1: For one year. Or maybe the... the, Look, the trophy could be a giant T forever, but we just... People sort of know it's the Trump Bowl, but I just feel like saying it's the Trump billionaire bowl, like, we don't even know if he's a real billionaire at this point. Like, I don't know. It feels a bit on the nose. You
0: know what, Kieran? Here's what I think we should do. It's a Trump shaped bowl. You know how he wants to be on Mount Rushmore? Yeah. But it is, in fact, a bowl. And the winner <laughs> of the bowl takes a celebratory piss in the Trump bowl. It becomes a tradition that this is how you celebrate this event. And they'll be pissing in Trump's honor, in a way. In a way.
1: I like the idea.
0: In a but, way. like you said, Comments, thoughts, suggestions,
1: anyone who's listening, one weird thought at gmail.com. Yes.
0: Yep. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody.